Hey, Bill, this is Jamie from Lexington, Kentucky, and I was just listening to your E3 predictions episode and your predictions about Animal Crossing, and I agree with you that I think they will integrate Animal Crossing Pocket Camp with the new Switch release. A while back on Reddit, someone posted about a trademark renewal for Animal Crossing Let's Go to the City. Um, and when I first read that, I thought, uh, oh, like they are doing a naming convention like Pokemon Let's Go. Um, so Pokemon Let's Go, you connect it with Pokemon Go. Animal Crossing Let's Go to the City, you connect it with Pocket Camp. Uh, but I later found out that Let's Go to the City was just the European title for city folks. Uh, so even though with that being the case, I still think that there will be mobile integration in the new Switch release. On episode 347 of Nintendo Switchcraft, we've got my impressions of the Pokemon Direct, new NES games, what's playable at E3, those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Stick around, here we go. Everybody, welcome back. Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. You can tune in live with awesome people by joining us over at twitch.tv slash run jump stomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Paco V. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad free for as little as a dollar by heading on over to patreon.com slash run jump stomp. If you want to be part of the show, leave a voicemail by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com slash voicemail from any device, and I'll even play the voicemail on the show. That being said, we've got a lot to talk about, so let's get started. What's it like to play the Nintendo Entertainment System? All right, well, let's talk about what it's like to play Final Fantasy XII. I was going to talk about this last episode, but I just... I just didn't have time to fit it in. So I'm I'm starting off with Final Fantasy XII. I have been playing that game. I've really been enjoying that game. I'm at probably around t- uh, 10 hours in so far. And I know that, that that's like scratching the surface with a, with a Final Fantasy game. But it, like I just kind of want to talk about my impressions of it so far. Uh, first off the opening scene like seldom has a game hooked me so fast the opening moments of the game the first 30 minutes or so are very intense and i almost want to say like star wars like it very very much reminded me of star wars i think when i did my um uh when i when i played it for the first time i think i streamed it over on my twitch channel and like, I think I said that as I was playing, I was like, man, this feels like Star Wars. It's so cool. Um, I love all of the, the different um, uh, species that are in, in, the, in the game. I think it's really cool. Uh, the voice acting is actually really, really great. And I know this is a PS2 game that has been remastered and whatever, but I never played it before. So I'm having an absolute blast with it. The combat is really good 
but I feel like I've made some mistakes. Uh, the mistakes that I made have been not specializing one of my characters very early on to be a healer. Like, uh, I ended up, you end up getting these, these two characters that hang out with you. Uh, and, and of course you get to pick what your character does. Right. And my character, I was like, um, you know, I just kind of looked through all the classes and I was like, oh, this guy's like a spear and shield. And I thought that sounded kind of cool. So, or just spear, I mean, uh, so I figured I'll go with a spear for this guy. That sounds like a lot of fun. You don't often have like spear characters in games. And then uh, eventually you end up getting these two characters in your party. And when they joined my party, I looked at the weapons they had. One of them had like a bow and the other one had a gun. And so I figured, well, you know, I probably want to stick with that. So I looked at the list of things that they could become, the classes, because you get to select the class of every character that joins your party. Uh, and so I said, well, I'll make this one with the gun a machinist. And I'll make this one with the bow and archer uh, because I feel like that thematically makes sense. What that means is that for a very good portion of the beginning of the game, which I've been playing through, I've been playing through with no healer, which has been forcing me to focus on potions and Phoenix Downs. Like when my characters die, I use Phoenix Downs a lot and drinking a lot of potions and I'm running out of potions all the time and it's been making it really, really difficult. But um, I just, uh, I was doing a little research because I was, I was having a lot of trouble uh, because I have no healer. And there was this boss that I was fighting against that I actually don't have to fight. I, I'm supposed to run away from. And I guess the, like... They kind of said that to me, I guess, but I was talking to my wife at the time and I got distracted. So I missed the part that I was supposed to run away. You know, like the character said, uh, we can't we can't defeat all of them. Uh, we need to, you know, defeat who we can and run. And I didn't catch that part uh, because I was I was distracted by shiny things. So I ended up trying to fight him over and over and over and I just kept losing real bad. So I ended up uh, doing some some Google foo and trying to find out what is it that I'm doing wrong. And a lot of people were saying, well, you really need to. I mean, I, I also found out that I'm not supposed to fight him. Uh, but a lot of people were also saying, uh, make sure that one of your characters early on is a white mage, uh, which is a healer. So the next character that I unlocked, it was a white mage. And I've gone through the. Uh, they've got a really cool specialization um, uh, method in this game. So you pick a class, and then you have what is called, and I have to look because I can't, I can never remember the name of what it is that I'm looking at here. So let me just, uh, you have the license board. So if you open up the license board, it, it looks like like this chessboard almost. And each, each space has like things that you can unlock that you have points for. Like right now I have license points, um, that my character van has 64 license points. So I can go into this thing here, which says accessories four, and I can unlock accessories four for 35 license points. And that gives me the ability to wear a battle harness and a steel gorget. 
or gorget. I don't know how to pronounce that. Don't don't at me. Um, so every character has all of these different licenses, and I can just hit the R button to switch between the other characters' licenses. And uh, there's a lot of customization. Like you can unlock spells that your characters can can play or can use. So for instance, my white mage, I, I when I got them, I spent all of their uh, license points uh, to make sure that they had all these healing spells unlocked. And now I need to go to like a market and buy those healing spells because it, it all it does is it unlocks the ability for that character to use that spell if you own that spell. So now I have to go back and buy spells. Right, now I want to take a second and talk about combat uh, and then we'll get to the Pokemon stuff and everything. Uh, the combat in Final Fantasy XII is wildly different than any Final Fantasy game that I've ever played. It, it plays out in real time and you control everybody in the party, but that's completely overwhelming. So they have this thing called the Gambit system, which is really, really cool. It's actually based on, I, I found out some of this stuff when I was doing research. It's actually based on the enemy AI from Final Fantasy IV. The, the guy who made the enemy AI for Final Fantasy IV decided, let's use this to help control your characters. So how does it work? Well, you have these commands that you can give to them, like a priority list of moves that they will do in combat. Like uh, if uh, there's a there's a if you don't have the the spell protect on yourself at the beginning of combat, cast protect on yourself. And then the next thing that you should do is if there's a a, or a, a party member that has less than sixty percent health points then you should heal that party member. Uh, if that's not true, then you should attack the character that, or the enemy that is uh, nearest. Or you can set it up to, if an enemy is weak against fire, use fire spells against that enemy. And there's a whole bunch of different gambits that you can purchase. Because uh, you start with just two uh, gambits. And you can unlock the uh, having more slots, more customization slots uh, through your license board. Uh, but then you can also go to the Gambit dealer and they will sell you uh, things like uh, targets. So, you know, uh, things to look out for, like if a target is weak against ice, like that's a, that's a Gambit that you can buy and then you can set up your characters to play with that. And somebody might be listening to this and saying, so wait a second, you you do all of this stuff ahead of time and then you go into combat and combat plays itself? Yes, that's kind of the way it goes. But of course, it's not a perfect system, so there's player intervention. So anytime you want, you can press the A button, it brings up a menu, and you can tell your characters to do the things that you want them to do in that moment. And as soon as they finish doing whatever it is that you tell them to do, they go back to running their automation. Sounds really weird, but it's really fun, and I like it a lot. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun with Final Fantasy XII. All right, those were my thoughts on Final Fantasy XII. Let's talk about my thoughts on the Pokemon Direct. And I just realized I, I typed them up on my iPad. So let me grab, let me grab my iPad, and uh, we'll take a look at what I said about the Pokemon Direct. 
There we go. Where is it? Um, oh, you know what? I think it's in Notability is where I typed it up. Uh, so the Pokemon Direct happened the other day. And first off, I got to say, the game looks beautiful. Like, they really, really nailed the look of this game. I think it looks gorgeous. I loved the way that um, that Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee looked as well. I think that it's just a beautiful, beautiful game. Uh, the music that they played in the Direct, I despise that music. But most of the time, I don't like music with words in it unless it's from the 70s and 80s and 90s. Like, I'm just kind of a snob when it comes to music with words in it, and especially the, the the style of music that they picked for this. It's just not for me. I didn't like it. That doesn't mean that it's not good music because that's, you know, subjective. But, you know, I didn't like it. Um, the Pokemon that they showed I thought looked pretty cool. There was a, the Metal Bird that called Corvin Knight uh, looked really, really cool. And he can fly you around, uh, basically giving you fast travel. Uh, I'm not going to go through everything. I know everybody's very, very excited about the sheep Pokemon. Uh, I didn't really care about that one. I thought Dreadnought looked really cool. Um, the the things that, that jump out at me is really, really important. The wild area. This feels like an area of the game that is different from the rest of the game. So the rest of the game plays, it seemed like the rest of the game plays like a regular Pokemon game where you have, um, you know, random encounters and you can't see the Pokemon. You go into the grass and then a little exclamation point pops up, all that stuff. Uh, I thought that like, I, I'm, I thought that that was going to be the whole game. And I was fine with that. I prefer being able to see the Pokemon in the world, like in like in Let's Go, and that's what you can do in the wild area. It seems like uh, so in the wild area, I guess the the Pokemon that are going to be around will depend on where you are in the wild area and what the weather is like in the wild area, which I think is very very cool. So you know you can uh, you know what I hope I hope that there's like. What would be very cool is if they give you an app uh, on your phone or just use the Nintendo Switch Online app. If they use the Nintendo Switch Online app and they put a little thing on here to give you notifications for like, hey, it's raining in uh, the wild area right now. Uh, you can go and catch water types or, so or something like that. I think that that would be very, very smart. Or you could just link it to Pokemon Go and have it send, send you information that way. Either way is fine. Um, I, I think it would be cool if they did that. Uh, when you're in the wild area, you have control over the camera, which is very, very cool. It feels much more like an immersive. I, I always it, it feels more like an MMO that way. And you guys know me. I love I love MMOs. MMOs are fantastic. So. I'm very excited for uh, what's going to happen in the wild area. Um, and there, there's more, which I'll, I'll get to in a second. They said, specifically, you have control over, over the camera so you can find Pokemon easier. So I feel like that's them saying that there's not random encounters in the wild area. 
And they even showed, like, it wasn't super obvious, but they even showed, like, the character moving. And I think that you could see, like, some Pokemon off to the side. Um, and then in the rest of the game, I think that they have random encounters. So then they showed off, uh, and I'm kind of going out of order, but they showed off you fighting against Gyarados with a giant Raichu. So the the gimmick in this version of Pokemon is Dynamaxing, where you can push a button and your Pokemon gets really, really huge for three turns and you can use it like once per battle and you use it to fight against a Dynamaxed Pokemon, which is, is neat. I like that idea. Uh, the thing that we need to keep in mind, though, is... It's really, to me, it, 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 it doesn't feel like it's any different than in Pokemon XY, you could hit a button and it would change the, the Pokemon into, like if they, if they had unlocked a stone or something, I can't remember off the top of my head, but you would hit a button and it would, it would give you access to different moves. That's basically what Dynamaxing is. And people are acting like this is some huge change. It's more of the same. That being said, it's fine. I, I don't, I didn't personally get excited about that. Uh, but what I did get excited about is the max raid battle system. And the max raid battle system is where in the wild area, you'll have like these, these stones that shoot a beam of light up into the sky. And when you see that beam of light, you can go to that stone and then you can pair with other players up to four players, and you can work together to try and take down a Dynamaxed uh, Pokemon in the wild uh, to catch. Now, when you do this, only one of the four players can actually Dynamax their Pokemon. So you need to be able, excuse me, you need to be able to communicate with each other. So you can say, okay, um, make sure that you hold off your abilities until this happens, because when I Dynamax, I can use ability X in order to, you know, lower their resistance to fire or something. So everybody make sure to have your fire type Pokemons out, uh, when I Dynamax, you know, that kind of thing. I doubt that they're going to give you any way to communicate in the game. So you're going to be relegated to, uh, using, discord or or being in the same room uh now when i first saw this i got really really concerned because they specifically said you can play with friends locally and they specifically said that you can play with other players from all over the world but in the direct they didn't specifically say that you can play with friends all over the world and that made me very very nervous however on the website it says that you can play with friends from all over the world. So I think that that means that the Pokemon company is not falling down the same uh, rabbit hole that, uh, or, or, or tripwire or whatever, uh, that um, they're not falling into the same trap that's happening with Mario Maker 2, where, where Nintendo seems oblivious to the idea that people want to be able to play with their friends. So... I'm very, very happy about that. Uh, I think that the, oh, um, another question that I had, which was also answered on the website, was uh, what happens if I'm playing with, let's say my son and I are playing together and we want to do a raid, do we have to have four players? The answer is no. 
if you can't find other people to raid with, it will backfill with bots, basically. Uh, so you'll have bot trainers that will join you in, uh, on your fight against this Dynamaxed Pokemon. Now, there are some Pokemon, like I said, you can only earn uh, through the Dynamax or through the, the raid battle system. Uh, but people have been asking for a Pokemon MMO for a very long time. And it, it seems like this is as close as we're going to get anytime soon. Uh, these uh, four player things. I think it's kind of cool. Um, so Captain Logan in chat says, I think Dynamax raids is going to be closer to raids in Pokemon Go. I don't think so, Captain Logan. This is four players, uh, you know, player A, B, C, and D. They all get together and those are the people who are attacking uh, the, the, the monster. In Pokemon Go, it's really like everybody is around and they're all they're all just attacking at the same time. I assumed that this is uh, like in, in Pokemon Go, you just everybody just attacks nonstop. There's no turns. Uh, I, I believe that in the raids in uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield that. You're going to be taking turns and working together. Nintendo, or not Nintendo, the Pokemon company said specifically that uh, communicating with, with people is important, which, you know, begs the question, then are we going to be able to talk online? Probably not. Uh, so don't worry. If you haven't joined the Discord already, join the Discord, runjumpstomp.com slash Discord, and you can use the Discord in order to communicate with the people that you're playing with. Oh, you got a good community there. Uh, all right, so uh, my next question is what happens when somebody leaves uh, the raid? I assume that a bot just comes in and fills their place. That would be fine. Uh, are they able to get back in afterwards and the bot will leave and have them replaced? I don't know. There's, there's a lot of questions. This, this made me ask a bunch of questions that we still don't have answers to. Uh, so I figured that they would try and get all of this stuff out of the way before e3 but now i have a bunch more questions about sword and shield that haven't been answered i anticipate that we will probably see a lot of this answered during treehouse uh which if you don't know is nintendo's uh almost like their after show so they do all of their big announcements at the nintendo direct which again is on uh the 11th so make sure that you're there for that that's next tuesday and then the rest of the week at E3, or the rest of E3, they have the Nintendo Treehouse where they talk, show off all the stuff that they've announced, and uh, they also announce other stuff as well. Uh, the game comes out in uh, on November 15th for pre-release. You can buy a dual pack, uh, but if you are going to buy the game, uh, just a quick little uh, sellout ad here. Uh, you, if you, uh, if you buy it through Amazon Prime. You get a $10 credit when you order Pokemon Sword and Shield. And the good thing about that is, and I posted this on Twitter, so you can find you can find this post on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash runjumpstomp. Um, but you get a $10 credit when you order Pokemon Sword or Shield from Amazon uh, by using my link. Uh, and if you're not a Prime member and you're like, oh man, that's too bad. Uh, you can also get a free month of Prime by clicking on my link. Go to the show notes or follow me on Twitter and you'll see the link to uh, to that tweet. Uh, and uh, you can directly support the show and get a free month of Amazon Prime and then take advantage of that Prime 
uh, thing in order to get the $10 credit on your Amazon account when you pre-order Sword and Shield. Uh, I did go on Amazon and I did not find the double pack, uh, which is the, the pack that I think a lot of people want. I personally don't want the double pack because I want to get the game on um, uh, digital because I'm a digital guy. I like digital. Uh, but good news for me, uh, they have the Nintendo Switch game vouchers and they updated the their their special offers thing uh, to show that Pokemon Sword and Shield are eligible to use those game vouchers. Uh, if you don't know what the game vouchers are, you can buy a voucher for $99.99. Well, it gives you two vouchers for that. And then you can use those two vouchers on eligible games. So Pokemon Sword and Shield are $60 a piece. The vouchers together are 100 bucks. So that saves you 20 bucks uh, if you're going to buy both of them. And it's not limited to just Sword and Shield. It's just those were the two that were recently uh, added to it. I think it's a good deal. I don't know if I'm going to do it myself just because like, oh, what's the word that I want to say? I, I don't know that I like spending all that money at once. I, I prefer to just buy the game when it comes out. But hey, uh, you know, who knows what I'll end up doing. All right, let's take a quick break to thank our sponsors. And then when we get back, we are going to talk about the Nintendo Switch Online and the new edition of some NES games. All right, Nintendo Switch Online, if you don't know what it is, well, I don't know what you're doing listening to this show, but Nintendo Switch Online lets you have access to play games online. And it also gives you some NES games each month, uh, usually three NES games. The three NES games that are coming out this month are City Connection, which I have never even heard of. I don't know anything about this. Uh, City Connection is one of them. The other one is, or the the next one is Double Dragon 2, The Revenge. Uh, huge, huge fan of Double Dragon 2. That is my go-to beat-em-up of choice on NES. I love Double Dragon 2. Uh, one of my buddies, um, he, he, like, because I got a retro pine, and he came over, and he was like, do you got Double Dragon 2 on this? I was like, yeah, we can fire that up. So he fired that up. I died pretty early on, and he ended up going through the entire game and beat the whole thing. Uh, the third game that's coming this month is Volleyball for uh, Nintendo Switch Online. Okay, it's cool. Uh, keep in mind, all of these games can be played online. So City Connection, I could not care less about. Double Dragon 2, I think it would be really cool to be able to sit there and go through and play that game with uh, with some friends. So if you're interested in that, make sure you join our Discord. I'm sure that people will be playing through that. And, uh, you know, maybe we can even have like a volleyball tournament for uh, the Run Jump Stomp community. Uh, that's something that I just thought of. We can try because we, we did that with with the NES Open Golf. And I think that that was pretty fun. Uh, so so we can we can try doing that for volleyball. If you haven't joined the community, join it, and uh, you know I'll, I'll I'll post the details of that some other time. Uh, let's talk about E3. We've got a bunch of games that are going to be playable at E3, and I'm I'm sure my nose is very itchy. That's why I keep pausing. Um, um, uh, I'm sure that this is not the full list of games that you're going to be able to play at E3, but. 
Uh, you're, we will be able to play Pokemon Sword and Shield. You will be able to play The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, which tells me that it's further along than I... Like, I, I assumed that we wouldn't touch that game until November. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it will come sooner. Who knows? Um, but Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening for the Switch is coming... Or, or not coming. Is uh, going to be playable on the show floor. Uh, I'm not going to be there. So I'm super sad about that, of course, because I want to be able to get hands on with these games. But uh, I'm looking forward to hearing about what everybody says. Luigi's Mansion 3 will be available as well. So people are going to be able to play that. And Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, the Black Order, will be playable as well. I'm not super excited about that. That game's not, I mean, that's not far off. That game comes out in July. So I don't really care about being able to get new information about that because we're going to be playing that in our house pretty soon. Uh, and of course, they have the and more, which is very important because immediately everybody was like, what about Animal Crossing? Uh, I think, like this has been my opinion for a long time now, I think that um, that uh, Pocket, Pocket, um, Animal Crossing, thank you. I think that Animal Crossing is going to be the big game at E3 this year. Like, it's going to be huge. And I think Nintendo wants to surprise us, even though almost everybody who follows this stuff is assuming that Animal Crossing will be there. Nintendo has not said that it will be there. So we will be surprised when it is. And, you know, if they said it would be playable there, then we would know it would be a big feature. So... Uh, that's that's my guess is that Animal Crossing will be playable at E3 and um, you know Nintendo's just kind of trying to keep their their cards close to their chest uh, just a reminder of their live stream schedule which again you can find this over at e3.nintendo.com uh, but their live stream schedule uh, first off on the 8th that's uh, Saturday they have Three tournaments, Mario Maker 2 Invitational, Splatoon 2 Championship, Smash Brothers Championship. Uh, that's 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2, p 2 p.m. Eastern Time. That's my son's birthday. We're going to be busy doing birthday stuff, so I will not be streaming that. Uh, I am planning on recording the podcast very early that morning, though. So if you want to hang out and be part of the the, the podcast, make sure that you're there uh, early. Or, or follow me on Twitch so you get alerts when I go live. Um, let's see what else then June 11th, 9am Pacific, 12am or 12pm Eastern, uh, is the Nintendo direct where we're going to have lots and lots of information. I've, I have heard that it's about 45 minutes in length, which sounds bananas to me. Uh, if you, by the way, if you haven't gone back and listened to my last episode, go back and listen to all of my E3 predictions so that you can make fun of how wrong I was. Uh, when the real deal happens, um, uh, keep in mind the E3 direct again, I won't be able to live stream for that either because I will be at work at that time. Uh, so, you know, sad Panda. Uh, and then of course, June 11th through 13th, we will see lots of Nintendo Treehouse stuff, uh, where I'm sure that even more stuff will get, get announced. Uh, I I'm, I'm excited. I'm very, very excited for E3. Uh, and, uh, I'm curious as to what your predictions are for E3. We're running out of time for you guys to make your predictions. So um, send me messages on Twitter at RunJumpStomp. Use the hashtag NintendoSwitchCraft 
and let me know what are your predictions. Okay, we're coming up on uh, half an hour already, so I want to make sure that I wrap up the show. We're going to lightning round everything else for the show today. So let's hit the lightning round. Frogger, Sega's arcade game, now a home video game from Parker Brothers, the ones to beat. All right, here we go. We've got breaking news. Asphalt 9 Legends enters a new era. That's uh, this YouTube video. Uh, this is an arcade style racer. Looks cool. Um, very uh realistic looking graphics like i prefer things that look more cartoony and stuff like that but this looks really fun um i i like that it's not a oh what is the name what is the thing that i'm trying the thing that i'm trying to oh my god look at that guy uh billy billy mitchell just came up on the screen sorry about that people that was huge and really zoomed in on his face um uh, asphalt, it, it looks very arcadey, which I like. I'm a fan of arcadey style uh, games, so I, I like that a lot. Uh, another game that's coming to the Switch uh, that I am excited about is Darksiders um, Genesis. Now, I have not played the other Darksiders games. The, a lot of people liken them to Zelda. And they compare them to uh, like a dark and gritty Zelda style game. Um, I've not played them. I've heard extremely good things about them. This one, Darksiders Genesis, is very, very different than those other games. They don't. This one does not play like a Zelda game. This one instead is going to play more like a Diablo game. And that really gets my attention, which is weird because, you know, Zelda is like my favorite game of all time. You would think somebody telling me that there's a game like Zelda would be exciting to me. But I think that just makes me want to play Zelda. There's very few games that play like Diablo. I think I can count them on like one hand. You know, Path of Exile, Diablo. Um, oh, shoot. What was the other game? that I'm trying to think of right now, Torchlight. Uh, Torchlight is another game that that comes to mind. Uh, I, I'm excited for Darksiders Genesis. Uh, it's gonna come to Xbox One, PS4, Nintendo Switch, Steam, and Stadia. Uh, and I'm looking forward to playing it. I, you know, I don't know where I'm gonna play it though. I haven't made that decision yet. And the reason I haven't made that decision is because it's also going to play on Stadia. And uh, I, I made the pre-order for Stadia stuff today. If you care about Stadia stuff at all, um, make sure that you subscribe to StadiaCast, which is my Stadia podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Stadia announcements on Sunday. But uh, Darksiders Genesis looks really, really good. I'm excited for it. All right, we've got feedback from It's a Bug Hunt Man. They asked, is this confirmation that Luigi's Mansion 3 is now the official title and not a working title? And I would say, no, that is not confirmation. Uh, I don't really care what they call the game. Um, whatever. Oh, that's right. Misfit Marvel Heroes. I mean, for crying out loud, I interviewed David Brevik, who's the creator of Diablo and uh, Marvel Heroes. And I forgot about Marvel Heroes. That was a great game. I wouldn't compare Marvel Ultimate Alliance Captain Logan to Diablo. They play very differently. Uh, but, you know, it's been a long time since I played Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Um, I just feel like this Darksiders is more... Uh, oh, okay, you meant Marvel Heroes. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, that's beside the point. I got distracted by chat. Thank you, chat. Uh, but, yeah, Marvel Ultimate Alliance... Or, dang it, I just got to... I, I screwed it up, too. Marvel Heroes 
was a great game. I was a huge fan of that game. And it, its life was cut too short by Disney buying and, and, and consequently uh, giving it the old axe. All right, let, let's button up the show. Uh, become a part of the community. Runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. Join us live when we stream. Twitch.tv slash Twitch.tv slash Discord. Uh, get a hold of me uh, at Runjumpstomp. Use the hashtag Nintendo Switchcraft if you want to support the show. Lots of ways you can do it. You can go to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. Like you can buy this exact shirt that I'm wearing. And if you're listening to the podcast, then you don't know what shirt I'm talking about, but that's okay. Uh, You can buy my Press X shirt uh, by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And if you want to check out my other shows, runjumpstomp.com slash shows, the music that you are hearing right about now is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. They're awesome. Check them out. I'll see you guys next time. That's my show. Bye-bye.